Hey, this is Bradley Chubb, and you're listening to The Snap. Hey, this is Cortland Sutton. Hey, this is Tim Patrick. And you're listening to The Snap, Snap with Sydney Jones on Broncos Podcast Network. Yeah! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest edition of The Snap. I'm your host, as always, Sydney Jones, and joining me today is Pro Football Hall of Fame journalist, Andrea Kramer. Andrea, such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Well, it's great to meet you, and it's great to be on with uh, the network. So great to meet you, too, and to have you here in Denver at the UC Health Training Center. I know you were able to sit down with head coach Nathaniel Hackett. You have an interview with him airing on CBS on Saturday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, so everyone make sure to check that out. But, Andrea, I just want to talk to you a little bit about chatting with him. What was it like sitting down with him, and what did you guys talk about? Well, I've known Coach Hackett for many years. Uh, dating back certainly throughout his his tenure in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then not to date myself, Sydney, but I, I knew his dad really well, too, <laughs> because I covered Paul Hackett when yes. he was in the NFL. So um, I'm thrilled for Nathaniel's opportunity here. And this was a wide-ranging conversation for We Need to Talk. Yes. To try to let people know who he is. And there's a lot to let people know. Because oh, yes. he's incredibly engaging, uh, the one word that comes to mind is energetic, even though I asked him, what's one word that you would use to that come to mind for yourself? Mm-hmm. And he said exciting. So either way, either way. kind yeah. of you know, you know, flip side of the same coin. But I, I think that his background is so unique, both his educational background, his varied interests. Um, I must tell you that the maybe one of the most, the funniest things that he did share with me is, I'm sure you and your audience know, or maybe they don't, that he has a strong background in hip-hop. Yes. So I have heard that. So first of all, after I castigated him <laughs> for not appearing in the Rookie Talent Show, since he is a rookie. Right. Did say that some of the players gave him a little bit of grief for that did also. They? Good. <laughs> he did. He said they did. But he told me that he told Sierra that he wants he would be a backup dancer. He wants to be in a music video. And that oh kind gosh. of that I thought that was just absolutely hilarious. And then, Phenomenal. of course, he admitted, even though I'm not sure this was the smartest thing for him to admit, <laughs> he was more excited about meeting Sierra than he was about meeting Russell. But so, so were you. Yeah. I think most people would be the same. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, but no, I think uh, we talked about uh, the derivation of his offensive philosophy. Obviously, we yes. talked about his dad, Paul, but also the Mike Shanahan influence, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, he's bringing back the outside zone scheme that that Mike and Alex Gibbs ran to perfection to two Super Bowl titles here right. in Denver in the heyday. So I think it's really, I think it's, uh, I think it's a great, great move. Talk about a restart for an entire organization. Absolutely. To have the new ownership, the new head coach, the new quarterback. Franchise and, uh, quarterback, and yeah. It's just, it's a, it, I'm happy for you guys because it's a great time to be a Broncos fan. It absolutely is. You're right. Like you mentioned, Andrea, there's been a huge energy shift here within the Broncos organization this offseason, just with the energy and the mindset, the attitude that Nathaniel Hackett brings. And with the addition of Russell Wilson, the new owners, you know, with all of that, do you feel like this might be the year that the Broncos are able to break this six-year playoff drought? I mean, what are really your thoughts on this year's team? Well, I'll ask you this. The six-year playoff drought, not having made the postseason since Super Bowl Fifty. What have you? What have you not had since Super Bowl Fifty? A franchise quarterback. That is correct. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And two blondes, and they can figure it out. Yeah. What do you know? But <laughs> that, that's the, exactly. But that is such a huge thing. And yeah. George Payton. 
to come out, to know, to identify. You know, it's not the proverbial one player away, but the reality is that you need a franchise quarterback, especially in the AFC West. Yes. The way that this division is configured, I see no viable way to be a contender, to even get through the, the division, if you don't have that caliber quarterback. And, Absolutely. you know, you're talking about a nine-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champion, and someone who is extremely driven, and he's in his prime. He's 33 years old. This just doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, look, Peyton Manning came here as a Super Bowl champion, but, you know, there was – it was, it was, you know, towards a totally different situation towards the end of his, his career. career. Absolutely. Surgeries. This is Russell Wilson in his prime. Mm-hmm. So I think coupled with Nathaniel Hackett, look, every head coach is different. We love Vic Fangio. His defense is iconic and it's spread throughout the NFL. Absolutely. But he was a brooding type and that's the complete opposite of what you're going to get with Hackett. Mm-hmm. And again, not one that's better or worse, just different. Right. But also to have an offensive-minded head coach for Russell Wilson for the first time. Because, again, Pete Carroll in Seattle, defensive-oriented. So Nathaniel Hackett knows how to deal. I mean, nothing against Blake Bortles. Right. He engineered an offense that Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) took to the AFC Championship game. What better credibility is that for Nathaniel Hackett? And, oh, by the way, he's worked with the two-time, you know, MVP for the past three Mm -hmm. years. So – Two time last past, past two years, four time MVP, obviously for Aaron Rodgers. So, I think that this is a great partnership in the making, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett knows how to get the most out of quarterbacks. Absolutely, it's been fun to see over the past couple of weeks of training camp because we've heard so much about Nathaniel Hackett's offensive scheme, but we've really seen it come to fruition now, and seeing how it's become really this combination of both. Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson's offense, which I think is just so important. Well, that's, but you know, that's also, you, you hear coaches say this, but then their actions belie it. You can't come in with a system. You have to come in with a philosophy and then look at what your quarterback in particular, what his strengths are, what he's important with and build your system around that. And I don't think there's any question that that's what Hackett is doing, what he's always done and of course he knows what he wants to run, but if that if Russell's not comfortable with that, right. you know, if Russell's not comfortable with the bootleg on the backside <laughs> of the outside uh-huh. zone, then oh they'll work with him on it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you can't call Russell's that in a game if Russell's not comfortable with that. Right, absolutely. You know, you mentioned the AFC West a little bit earlier. I think it's there's no doubt that it's the toughest division in the league right now. But Andrea, do you think it might be the toughest division in NFL history? Well, it's it, it's an interesting question that you say because I was thinking about this uh-huh. and this may be before your time because you're a child but that's okay but you'll you might know full I, history yes. <laughs> um, I go back to the to the 90s where the NFC East champion mm-hmm. seemed to win the Super Bowl virtually every, every single year right. right you had the Cowboys you had Washington you had the Giants the Eagles uh, <laughs> but the idea of iron sharpens iron. You had the best division at the NFC. I think that's what you have with the AFC West because they are going to sharpen each other up. It's going to be highly competitive, pretty much going up against anybody else in the conference is going to seem like a cakewalk relative to who you have to to get through. And um, it's, it's going to bring out the best in everyone and Boy, is it a division stacked with 
quarterbacks. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's the one thing I, you can say unequivocally. I do not think there's any other division in football. And I don't, I don't want to say ever, but to have quarterbacks of this caliber at every mm-hmm. team is really amazing. And, uh, no, it's. I think it's. It's just going to make every team better, and it's going to cause a lot of heartbreak, but <laughs> it will make the teams better. Absolutely, it'll be a fun season to watch, no doubt. One last question about the team for you. I want to talk about the defense a little bit since we haven't yet. What do you think about this year's defense? You know, the secondary looks phenomenal with Justin Simmons, Pat Sertan. I feel like it's going to be a pretty dominant year for them. Yeah, and I know, and and of course, Coach was just lamenting to me the you know the loss of Jonas Griffith and that <sighs> yes, you know that's linebacker the linebacking core particularly inside is is where the depth you is need more depth. yep exactly where it's not where you want it to be certainly not what you have in the secondary and uh, Hackett understands that it's a full team. It's something he's kind of coming to grips with a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and he certainly has the right man in place to run the defense, to be the head coach, if you will, of the defense. And personnel-wise, they have certainly improved. And and to see the advancement of, like, a, a, as you point out, a Patrick Sertan. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that, let's go back to Russell's history, wins the Super Bowl in his second year in Seattle, they had the Legion yeah. of Boom. So. Yeah. For all of the greatness that Russell Wilson was developing, mm-hmm. had the defense, and so it it sounds like the big cliche, all three phases of the game, but that that is again. Let's go back to this very competitive division. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got good defenses and also defenses that added personnel. The Chargers with Khalil Mack and and right. uh, J.C. Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. so you've got you've got uh, you've got good personnel throughout the West, but there's no doubt that. You hope this defense is going to be better, uh, and it is going to be a key cog in the success of this team this year. I agree. Hoping so, too. Mm -hmm. Well, Andrea, appreciate your insight on the team and your thoughts on the team, but want to switch gears now for a little bit. As many of my listeners know, here on The Snap, one of the main goals is to highlight some of the most prominent and dominant women in this industry, and you certainly fit into that category. So just want to talk about your career for a little bit. Um, I know you have many roles, so can you tell me a little bit about you know your role with Amazon Prime Video, NFL Network, um, Real Sports, HBO, CBS? I know there's so many facets to it. So yeah, I'm I'm Sydney. I'm really grateful that especially at this point in my career that I do have so many opportunities and that there are so many different hats that I get to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, as an aside, and I don't want to forget to say this. I'm not sure if you're aware. The Broncos have always been extremely proactive when it comes to women in communities. So years back, for several years in a row, I used to host an event here in Denver called NFL 101. Oh, wow. Which was teaching women about football. And we used to have it at the stadium. Oh, that's phenomenal. It was it was tremendous. We had uh, we had players come in. There were classroom sessions. Uh, the women got to go in the locker room and and on the field and and it was just really encouraging to see how this franchise in particular wanted to increase its female base but also the knowledge base and I always tell women I tell women there's two two big things that I think are important number one I tell this to female executives all the time when I speak to yeah groups the water cooler exists so on a Monday morning. You don't have to know what call Hackett made on third and six from the 20. Right. But you need to know who won the game. You need to know the highlights because the guys are talking about it. And if you want to be shut out of that conversation, 
And if you don't know anything, that's not going to be good. So the water cooler exists, and you need to be conversant in the language of sports and in, and in the sports headlines. Huh. The other thing that I think is that I, that I tell women is you may not know a third down from a down comforter. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't learn about it. And the more Good you point. learn about the game, the game itself, as well as the people that play and coach the game, mm-hmm. the more you're going to enjoy it. Right. So, you know, football is a helmeted sport. It's not like baseball. It's not like that. We, you know, we don't know what they look, look like. like. There's so many Av- of them. Even, even the Avalanche players, we sort of know what they look right. like. But, you know, it's, it's different. So, there, so football has some unique challenges. But the idea that women can't learn about football is absurd. I agree. It's just absurd. It's, it's like anything else. On the other hand, you can't just talk the language of football. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I became the first full-time female NFL game analyst. Yes. And half of the first and to this time, date only all-female broadcast booth with my amazing partner, Hannah Storm, uh, it, was, it was very daunting. It was very daunting. So the night before our first game, my phone rings, and I look down, and I go, hello, coach. And it was John Madden, who I oh. used to work with at, mm-hmm. at, on Sunday Night Football, the amazing late Hall of Fame coach. And he goes, why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't I know this? How are you feeling? And I go, coach, I'm scared. You know what, Liz. Yeah. And uh, I won't use profanity with your family audience. But uh, he said, okay. And John Madden said to me, don't feel like you have to cram for the test. You've been preparing for this your entire career. And I was just, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's what I responded. Wow. When John Madden tells you that, you better listen to that. Right. So it sort of tamped, I just got the right. It tamped on my anxiety level from about a hundred to maybe a sixty, but at least <laughs> right. the trajectory least was going down. down. Yeah. Right. So that was good. But uh, it, it's 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 been a great opportunity to to call games uh, um, for Amazon. We'll be doing things a little bit differently this year, yeah. and um, and then I get to go completely opposite direction with HBO Real Sports, which to me is unparalleled in terms of sports journalism, long-form sports television, sports mm-hmm. journalism. Uh, I've been with Real Sports since 2007, and I'm really proud to be a correspondent for them. Uh, this year I did an incredible story that I shot in four different countries and actually oh, also wow. here in Denver on um, on intersex athletes. Go find wow. it. We don't I even will. have time to go try to get into it. But just, you know, really fascinating phenomenal. stories. So I get to, to really... Uh, delve in deep in my journalistic shops on that, uh, get to uh, work for CBS as I am here for We Need to Talk, the all-female sports show. Uh, which is fantastic. If you guys haven't watched it, go watch you. some episodes. You, know, you, get to, you get to express your opinions, which you don't really get a chance yeah. to do, but also yeah. get to come out and show people who someone like Nathaniel Hackett is. And then, of course, also get to work, uh, do some stories for the NFL Network and do mm-hmm. commentary for them. So I... I I know people say this, Sydney, but I really mean it from my heart. I have such gratitude that after all my years, you know, all the Olympics and close to 30 Super Bowls and 17 years of ESPN, just, you know, I'm really proud of my resume. And, um, and but I'm still, I, I'm the type of person where I will never stay in it when I don't think that I have the excitement, the drive. I'm putting in the time. I'm putting in the effort. Yeah. That's the me passion is, for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, 
I will walk away before I lose opportunities. And I, I can report back and say I, I, I still feel pretty psyched about it. I still come out and do an interview like this and get pretty excited. Pretty excited. That's amazing. That's amazing you know, meeting someone too. like you and, and yeah, seeing, this has been... seeing a young woman that's coming up in the business and Absolutely. asking good Thank questions you. and being, you know, wanting to do things the right way and being smart and learning. And I always tell young people, young women in particular, do not BS your way through anything. If you do not know something, ask. If you want to understand about the outside zone scheme, find a time in the off season and sit with the coaches and learn about it. Right. Because God knows I've done it. You know, you sit there and you just, you watch tape and that's how you really learn about it. The one thing I committed to within my commentary is I will not fall prey to, and Al Michaels and John Madden both said this to me. Mm -hmm. These commentators, they use this verbiage and... 90% of them don't know what they're talking about. 99% of the audience Everyone doesn't know what they're talking about. But it yeah. sounds really cool. <laughs> right. I won't do that. So if I'm talking about a jet sweep, if I'm talking about a fire zone, if I'm talking about cover zero, if I can't explain to you succinctly what it is in the moment, don't say You're it. I'm not going to use that. Don't yeah. say it. And I think that I think so, so small prey to that. They think it sounds really cool, and they have no friggin' idea what it means. Right. I, I love that advice that you gave about, you know, if you don't know, ask. Yes. I think... A lot of times when women come into the industry, they're so scared of not knowing and so scared to ask that they don't. And then they don't learn. Right, but they're scared. They're scared because the men are going to think, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, you know what? Get over yourself. Exactly. Get over yourself. Because all you have to do is just say, listen, you know, I want to learn more about it. Yeah. I mean, I have watched a lot of film in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I don't want to think about it. (laughs) You know, but when I don't understand something, I want to ask. And I just, I want to be able to learn what it means because it's it's sort of the foundation of, of who you are as a sports commentator. Absolutely is. Yep. Well, Andrea, you know, you mentioned, you know, you and Hannah Storm becoming the first all-woman booth to call an NFL game. I want to go back to that for a little bit. Um, that was back in 2018. Thinking back to it now, what did that moment really mean to you? You know, making history and paving this path for so many other women. Well, I'll tell you this. It's, it's not dissimilar to any rookie head coach. Mm-hmm. Something that I didn't tell this to Hackett, but I'm sure he already knows from his <laughs> Your first year, you don't even know what you don't know. <laughs> That's a good it's point. It's a blur. <laughs> yeah. And I've talked to so many head coaches in between the first and second years, and they're sort of like, I don't even know how I got through it. I don't know how I got through the day. I had no idea about this. You go in with a plan, then it blows up because 10 people want things that you weren't expecting. So you go in with a plan, and you don't even, you don't even know what you don't know. Games. And and you you I find out trial by error, and and this has always been one of my goals: just get better each week, just get better from each game, get better each game, learn something new, get better each time out, and by doing that, you gain confidence. So I told you about the call with John Madden the night before the game. Yeah, I get an email the day before the game. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how the guy gets my email address. And it basically says, congratulations to you two women. Please know that on the day after the game, a generation of girls will wake up knowing that a new dream is possible. Hannah and I look at each other, we're like crying. I would have been too. Oh my God. Because we were so focused again on our preparation, get on air, get mechanics are clean, the choreography in the booth, we call it, not stepping on each other, things of that nature. Yeah. That we weren't thinking of, of 
the impact. magnitude and the impact of it. Oh, yeah. And that getting that email, which I still have, was really meaningful. And uh, she's That's got amazing. three daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a son, but you know, he grabbed all his friends, and they're all they're all having <laughs> our kids are all watch parties. Our ki- I'm having yeah. watch parties in college. Our kids are in college, so yeah, it was um, it was it was pretty special. And then to realize that you are that women can look and see, okay, this is a this is a possibility yeah. for me. I could do this I too. Don't, I don't just maybe have to be on the sidelines. But don't get me started so on that because we need a lot more of it still to come. <laughs> But you know what, Sydney? We need women who are prepared to do it. Nobody should ever be put in a broadcast booth ever, ever, ever because they are a woman, a minority of any kind. No, you should. I hate to sound old-fashioned, but you should earn it. Earn it. Yeah, put the work in. Because you know what? It catches up with sooner or later. It's just that simple. That's very fair. Yeah. Well, Andrea, you've been a huge inspiration to me. And this is one of the reasons, you know, I really started this podcast so I could send on some of that inspiration to some of the younger generation of women around the league and all of sports industry. So I really, really appreciate you coming on this podcast no, it's, today. It's great. It's great to be visiting with you. And it really encourages me because, you know, when I started out, I didn't sit there and say when I, when I was your age, like, oh, wow, let me pave the way for these other women. Right. But over the course of time, I take it very, very, very seriously to try to mentor. I, I have a, a number of women that I'm very proud to say I mentored. I'm very, like Mike Holmgren, like Mike Shanahan, <laughs> like Andy Reid, like Bill Walsh. Right. I love my tree. I've, I'm very proud of my tree. And, uh, you know, women who have gone, who are going on to just tremendous careers in front of and behind the camera. And I take it really seriously to, to be a mentor for them. So, well, uh, thank you for that. Yes, yeah. thank you for having me on. Looks like that's all the time we have for this week's episode of The Snap. Thanks so much for tuning in, Broncos Country. And thanks again to Andrea Kramer for joining me. Make sure to follow the Broncos Podcast Network on Twitter and YouTube to stay up to date on the latest episodes. I'll see you all next time.